Welcome to the Kintsugi Life podcast with me, Toby Hazelwood. Kintsugi Life is about learning, growing and strengthening from the times of adversity and challenge that we all go through. It's about valuing them as part of what makes us who we are. Right now, let's get into the content. Hi, and welcome to this episode of the Kintsugi Life podcast with me, Toby Hazelwood. In this episode, which I'm putting out there in um, November 2019, on Thanksgiving Day, I wanted to offer a quick podcast with my thoughts on gratitude and how we can choose to adopt an attitude of gratitude, or we can look at life through a more fatalistic lens, but I think it's really important and really beneficial to try and adopt gratitude at all times possible, and that's something that can really have powerful effects in changing our experience of life. And it's based on an article I wrote some time ago, entitled Yesterday Sucked, Yesterday Was a Great Day. So yesterday was a day that by most standards sucked. It was a bad day. It was another day living my average life, working to support someone else's agenda, unable to choose what I wanted to do, constantly pulled from one thing to the next. The alarm clock rudely interrupted my sleep, long before I'd had my requisite seven or eight hours. The news on TV, as I make a start to my daily hour of writing, tells of another school shooting in the USA. It seems the world is falling apart at the seams. I had my eldest daughter on the phone, bemoaning the latest dramas with her boyfriend. They're both under 20, and yet they seem intent on a relationship with all the drama and discord of a couple who've been together for decades, and who hate each other's guts. I had a pile of bills on my desk that I'd been delaying confronting, a new lock to the front door, and an annual company tax bill, a school trip deposit for one of the kids. Each of them represented a chunk of money that presented little in the way of joy or satisfaction for me in their payment. My work was a hassle. It was a long stream of reactive inquiries to field, and when those weren't barging in to snatch away my attention, progress was slow, trying to weave the creative tasks in amongst the functional and the necessary admin. As the evening and a workout at the gym beckoned, the logistical challenges of the day reared their heads. Child A needs to be collected from his table tennis club. Child B needs to be dropped off at her mum's work so she can be taken for a haircut. We'll need to take both cars to the gym. The kids are annoyed they'll have to wait for us. I have to tackle rush hour traffic rather than travelling at my leisure. The workout when I get to the gym is hard. I sweat, pant and suffer through two exercise classes and hobble back to the car a sweat-drenched shadow of my former self. I have barely the energy to climb the stairs at home, and I feel I'm racing the clock to get showered, fed, and in bed at a time so that I can catch up on sleep to do it all again tomorrow. Today was a hard day. Today was a day that sucked. Or maybe I could have adopted an alternative perspective. So much of what I've been reading lately seems to echo the same core message. I love it when that happens. It's like the universe, or perhaps the algorithms on the sites that I do my reading, are somehow conspiring to convince me of something. In this process of pursuing the elusive life of financial, time and philosophical freedom, we're encouraged to set long-term goals, remain committed to them, and to work at them daily. 
We're warned that true achievement and meaningful change take time, that we'll overestimate what can be done in one year, but underestimate our five-year achievements. We're encouraged that we have to deal with hardship and adversity, and we've got to work through them if we want to make progress. The recent theme I see emerging, and which is connecting in my mind, is that a long-term focus is helpful, but short-term gratitude is the key to recognising the many things that are already in alignment with my values and in line with my vision for my long-term life. I sometimes fixate on a future in which I'll be free to choose how I spend my time, unconstrained by other people's expectations and demands, with the freedom and money to choose what I do, how I do it, where and when. I've got so much of this already, and it's both sobering and humbling to have had that realisation, and to acknowledge it on a daily basis with gratitude. So here's another interpretation of that same day. Looking through yesterday through a different lens, it suddenly becomes clear just how good I have it. When the alarm went off, it was at a time of my choosing. I had the freedom to ignore it. Nobody was going to know or object, other than me if I stayed in bed for another hour, or even two. I felt grateful to wake in a comfortable bed, next to my wife, who I love completely, with an intent and purpose to get after a new day of action, in pursuit of my personal growth, and in service of my business. Sure, I was a little tired, but only as we'd been out for a belated Valentine's Day dinner, a treat from my parents-in-law the night before. The tragic news on TV is hard to reconcile as any kind of positive. If nothing else though, I felt grateful for the postcode lottery of life, meaning that school shootings and gun violence don't present a genuine threat to my family or to my kids on a daily basis. My heart goes out to those affected by this latest tragedy and all those for whom such events represent a constant and present threat. The dating dramas from my daughter's phone call are well outside of my comfort zone, but I do my best to offer unsolicited advice, i.e. my opinion, and she takes it at face value. What I'm most grateful for is that my daughter, every bit the predictable and moody teenager at times, is still willing to phone and speak with her dad. She does so daily, not always with her own agenda either, but just as she likes to be in touch and to reach out to me. I'm blessed to have her and all my kids in my life. I paid those bills gladly and was with as much enthusiasm as I could muster. I'm grateful that I'm able to access the money to meet the unexpected expenditure. While I don't consider myself wealthy or even financially comfortable at present, it's a position of privilege to be able to pay my way in life without having to go without food, borrow from loan sharks or to sell my possessions to pay for life's essentials. Work is busy, but I thrive on busy. I'm blessed to be able to choose where I work, largely at home. When I work, I don't have to clock on at a certain time, but rather am trusted to do what's needed at my own pace, and how I work. I'm fortunate to have the opportunity to balance my writing and my online business activities alongside my project management consultancy, and I'm grateful for the education and experience in life that's enabled me to earn that opportunity. I'm equipped to do my job well, and I have access to support and resources to help me if I need them. I don't spend each day fearing a loss of income, workplace discipline or bullying, and I feel secure, contented and fulfilled in my daily work. Busy evenings are a par for the course for my daily family life, and with a blended family of six of us, with my kids ranging in age from 9 to 18, lifts are always in demand, 
logistics always need to be juggled, and everyone's plans and whims have to be catered for equally. I'm grateful that my kids pursue interests and hobbies, and it would be hypocritical of me not to support them in these, when I'm often on their case to get off their phones and do something with their lives. I'm also fortunate that I can weave my own hobbies and interests into this picture, and I have the time and money to take out a gym membership and to pay for cars to get us there. That gym session was undoubtedly hard, but hard is what I'm there for. Hard is what helps me to grow and strengthen myself, improve my health and my fitness. I'm lucky to have a fully functioning body that supports me in pursuing these goals, and fortunate to have the opportunity, choice and willpower to prioritise my health. The inevitable muscle soreness is expected, both as a mark of the exertion, but also of my gradually advancing years. I embrace these feelings as a reminder that I'm doing something positive for my own life, which also compounds as a side effect for those I'm around. There's an obvious agenda behind these two analyses of my day. We all have the opportunity to choose how we view things, how we interpret our circumstances, and how we let these things make us feel. We're not in control of every facet of life, but we are in control of how we think and react to what happens. I'm not advocating that we need to blinker ourselves to the hard times, refuse to accept the challenges as part of normal life. I have bad days, the down days, and the times where I can barely abide my own company. The low points are necessary though, for they're what make the good times good. Without either, life would be a steady, unremarkable sequence of beige days, where everything was fine, not great, not terrible, just okay. True joy and fulfilment needs to be taken from every day, gratefully acknowledging all the things that are going well, working out and worthy of celebration, rather than lamenting all the things that aren't as we'd like them to be. It all starts with gratitude. I hope if you're celebrating Thanksgiving, that you have a great time with your family, and you, you celebrate and enjoy that with love. If you're not celebrating Thanksgiving, I still hope you can find something in your life to be grateful for. And until next time, I'd just like to remind you that I'm extremely grateful for your support and for your attention in listening to this podcast and in reading the things I write. And if you want to leave a feed any feedback or comments or you want to reach out and tell me how I can help you, I'd be really glad to hear from you. Until next time, this is Toby saying goodbye and thank you. You've been listening to the Kintsugi Life Podcast with me, Toby Hazelwood. You can email me on toby at tobyhazelwood.com. I'd love to hear your feedback. I'd love for you to leave me a positive review if you feel unworthy of one. And I'd also love for you to share this with anyone else who you think might benefit from the content. Until next time, this is Toby Hazelwood saying goodbye.